uh, nobody talked about emotional stuff. We just step up or lift our way through now. Welcome to Finding Your Spark Again After a Loss. I am really excited that you guys are back and cannot wait for this incredible episode. Today, we're going to talk about clearing ancestral grief for coping with your grief. So this is an incredible topic. My guest today is Elizabeth Kipp, and she is a chronic pain specialist, yoga-informed addiction recovery coach, and an ancestral clearing practitioner. That's the thing, right? Uh, yoga and meditation teacher and international best-selling author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. She focuses on helping people realize the power of their in, their own inherent healing. Elizabeth has healed from over 40 years of chronic pain, including anxiety, panic attacks, and 32 years of addiction to prescribed opiate and benzodiazepine medication. She now works to help others achieve the same thing that she experienced directly from the work she teaches. In addition, Elizabeth offers one-to-one -one and group sessions in stress and chronic pain management and addiction recovery, ancestral clearing, trauma-informed yoga, and meditation. Find out more about Elizabeth on her website, of course, at elizabeth-kip with two Ps, Dot com. Of course, the link is already in the description, so you can always go there. Elizabeth, it is so great to have you here with me today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Donalyn. It's great to be here. My I'm excited for this topic. This is a great topic because I think a lot of times when we're in grief, we don't understand that there's more to it, right? So there's tell me, how does it. that all fit together? Well, the grief experience is is personal, but here's the thing. We live in three different worlds, you might say. We live in the personal, the things that happen to me. We live in the current uh, community of, of, like on the planet, <laughs> the world. We live in the in space and time in that world. So we're, we're being influenced by all three of those at once. It's uh, really in the quantum, the quantum physicists have really pinpointed that for us. And when we work in the present moment, we clear the field all around us in the present moment, the past and the future all at once. And we clear, we're working with or we're, when we work, when we do things and then we work in the present moment, we're affecting our, our personal uh, space and uh, but the whole world because it's all con one connection right but it also is through time and how does that work so imagine the egg that was you and the egg that was me it lived in our mother and our grandmother before it became us and the egg that lived in our like you mean like the little atoms the egg the actual egg before it before okay. it ripened and became me and became you, it lived in our in our mother, but it lived in her mother first. And so our grandmother, she lived in her grandmother, as far as like the the egg and the vibrational energy there. It comes down. Everything comes down through the lineage. The 
the experiences we have comes in as information. Mm. There's like, there's the DNA, which is kind of the, the backbone of um, like the hardware in your computer. It's the hardware, the epigenetics, the things that happen to us, the environment that shapes us, that's the software, that's the programs we're running. So depending on what program, what experiences people had, um, just the egg alone, we're not even talking about the sperm, we're talking about the egg, <laughs> which just that piece, uh, that travels down. And we also, um, of course, we experience um, cultural patterns and behaviors that, that come down through time. And certainly I experienced them coming through my family. Yeah. Right. This is the way we do life. <laughs> we do it like this. Don't say that. Say this. We, we do it like this. We say it like this. This is how we do things. That. So. Yeah. And we're always modeling, aren't we? Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, and our families are always modeling for us. My my late husband died not long ago and uh, I never ever thought that watching my mother go through my the loss of my father was going to be a model for me but in fact it was it was a way for me to say okay somebody else has done this and this is how they did it it's at least a starting point uh, you know you can always make decisions that are that are nuanced that are different from that but it does you do end up with a model and and you have to live with that in some way Right. You have to say, yes, I want that model or, or no, I'm going to make some changes to that model. That's true. So that's a really interesting thing about ancestry. Um, in so, fact, as long as we're aware of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the awareness is the key. <laughs> I find that that's actually now that I think about it also true of my grandmother and my grandfather. Like I watched them. I was old enough to be have awareness to watch my grandfather go through the loss of his wife to Alzheimer's, right? My grandmother to Alzheimer's and then to watch her become cognizant of his loss when he left the planet. So that's, those are all just different ways that, that we can see grief playing out. And there's so many physical symptoms to grief. I had no idea until I was walking through it in this very amped up way. Right. I mean, when my father died, of course I had grief. But uh, when my husband passed away, it was a whole other level of physicality for me. So can you tell us a little bit about how the ancestral piece plays out in our energy systems and our bodies? Like, how does that happen and how would we know? Well, I, I, I'd like to speak to a couple of points. One is the modeling. Well, it turns out we have, because I have a foot in the science world and I, I really like to, I love the woo-woo, but I like the grounding in the science, at least for me, it's kind of a tether. And we have mirror neurons and we mirror each other. That's, that's we, they, we come in with them and that's how we learn how to get along. It's how we learn how to connect. It's, 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 it's fundamental. And so in the grief experience, when we watch other people grieve, it's happening on a very primal level, those behaviors. And so it was very confusing to me. My, my family, just as an example, the way we did it was uh, nobody talked about emotional stuff. We just stiff up or lift our way through. Now, you know, they, they grew up in the depression and their parents went through, had to, you know, 
keep them alive during the Depression, the Great Depression. They were in the First World War. Then my parents were in the Second World War. And all those, you know, my lineage going back, we're just trying to survive right the moment. And there wasn't, it was like, it was almost like there wasn't any time for emotion or we didn't do that because we were busy doing other things, whatever the reason, right? Uh, For me, the grief experience, the way I saw it, the way it was modeled to me was, um, we, we, you know, it's, we're just very serious, but nobody says anything. We just go through the motions and then we go home and we, we drink alcohol or whatever, right? That's kind of the way it was done. And we don't talk about it to each other. There's no, so it was very um, confusing for me. Um, so that's one thing. So the modeling is, is important. <clears throat> the awareness that we're modeling is, a, is another piece. Now, the thing that's interesting is um, you said something else, uh, which I think is really important. Uh, you said uh, you had one grief experience and then you had another one that was much bigger, right? And I had something like that. And there's a, another thing that we've noticed at neuro, in the brain is that there's a kind of a, a um, an understanding that neurons that wire together fire together. So if we've had a grief experience and another grief experience and another, the next grief experience we had, they all wire together in the brain. So the next grief experience, the whole network's going to go off. So anything you have that's unresolved around the other griefs, they're going to come out, boom, right here. So that's in our lifetime, right? Ancestor Clearing looks at both the past in this lifetime and in other lifetimes, right? So just a little bit of um, fill-in around the couple things that you said. Ancestral clearing also looks at grief experiences that we came in with that were unresolved. So, for instance, um, how many things, how many of you uh, listeners do you think, of of the listeners that that will hear this, had women in their lineage who were wives, whose husbands were sailors or sons were sailors, and they sailed off to, you know, wherever they sailed off to on an adventure, exploring or whatever, or on a war maybe, and never came back. And how many of the of, 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 of us, uh, of, of our ancestors, stood watch for them, right, waiting for them to come back? That right there, longing if it if it remains a thing it gets passed down into the next lineage that's interesting because i can also imagine that that would have happened um also with uh husbands and children who went off to war right so often you didn't get an answer about what happened to your loved one they just went away and we never knew what happened right exactly they said okay now he's now they're gone (laughs) what if they were pregnant what if the what if the woman the mother or the or the wife were pregnant. Yeah. So what do you think that the that the that the developing uh, a, a baby is feeling? Everything the mother feels. Yeah, that's right. What I love about this idea of imprinting that you're you're talking about, because that's kind of feels like it's mm-hmm. kind of emotional imprinting, right? That's right. 
is that years and years ago, there was uh, a study done about sound recording and how if you recorded a symphony playing a piece of music and there was uh, happy people watching, you know, peaceful, happy people enjoying it, um, that, uh, that that was a really different experience when it was played back than if there were angry people. So they did these different recordings. They played them back to different people, right? Not the same people, all those kinds of uh, the best controls they could come up with, right? And, uh, and people would feel angry when they heard the piece of music or they would feel joyous when they heard the piece of music and depending on which one. And it kind of reminds me of that, that somehow the emotions and the, the difficulties that we're having, that amped up uh, stuff that's going on in the body is imprinting on the baby and sort of, it sounds like on also a larger level than that into the multi-generational spaces. It can be. And the, the idea from this point of view, you can't separate mind, body, and spirit. They're one. So the baby in the womb who's getting all of her or his or her uh, input uh, from the mother is feeling absolutely everything that the mother's feeling. Now, they might they have no words. There's no words at that point. They're 100% feeling beings. So it's not surprising to me that, that they would have a, a, like a sense memory of the music, as you were saying. It, it is no surprise to me at all, right? So one of the things we do in Ancestral Clearing as part of the work is we clear for uh, anything that happened in the womb. Any womb experience is just a common, it's, it's kind of like a, a big, kind of a basic, basic thing that we do. So, um, so there's, there's that piece. And then there's, there's also, um, you know, attached to things like grief, there's the letdown. Uh, there's, so there's the grief experience. And then there's the letdown around, I just lost somebody and, and they were my tether in the world and now I'm ungrounded and I don't even know how to behave. And does this happen to me? I don't even know how to, my, I have to rearrange my whole world, right? Because this person was a, was a, I didn't even realize what an anchor they were for me until they were gone. And now I, now I feel like I, my life's been upended, right? Yeah, yeah. I like to think of that as like a portal so that both of you are become new, right? So that's true. one person has become non-physical and that's a new experience from the physical. And then, but there's no way that you can go through it without becoming someone new. So I love that you're bringing that up. That's true. Yeah. 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 So we have the understanding that whatever we experienced in the womb, we experienced past uh, grief experiences, influence, influences, um, and also it's not just the grief that, uh, that we experience, we experience the letdown or, and, and another way to, we feel, we feel it is let down to begin with, but really what it is, is transformational energy. And, and kind of what I say is, uh, grief is not an experience of loss. Grief is an experience of love and it's trans transformative power. That's kind of how you get that loss. Grief is an experience of love and it's transformative power. Wow. That's kind of how you get that. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what it is. Wow. That's a very interesting mind shift there. Well, I, I, I went through a lot. <laughs> I, I went through a lot to get there. 
I had one of those experiences um, maybe about five years ago where I, I lost someone and the whole network went off and it was and it was it was so profound. And I had an experience where and I was so confused because I was like, what is this? And and I and I realized some of it was ancestral. Right. So I did ancestral clearing around around that and I can share an ancestral clearing with the audience that for the group oh, that's uh, great. for the podcast so everybody can get a sense of what it is yeah. but i i did one of those for me because i was like you know this is not all my own this is this is i'm picking up other stuff so i i because there's lots of times when um in the lineage like when there wasn't any time to grieve there was a death and we, we were so pressed for time and survival you know we were in, in such survival mode there wasn't any time to grieve there's barely time to, to bury Right. And sometimes there wasn't a burial. Right. So uh, so those kinds of things get past, you know, that's a lot of tension and a lot of let down and, and angst in the lineage that, that gets can get passed down to me. So some of it wasn't mine. And the other part of it was that for me, it just so happened that when each one of my parents died and, and, and all my grandparents died, I wasn't there and couldn't go to the funerals. So I didn't have any closure. And this last person that passed in like five years ago, I, when I had this huge, um, uh, a huge reaction, I actually was able to go to, to his funeral. And he wasn't a relative, he was just a friend, but still a good friend. And, and that provided me closure for that person, but I was still reacting beyond that. And I was like, what is this? I'm still, I'm still, you know, really upset and and really uh, charged up about this and i realized that the whole network had gone off and then i had to do work around clearing for each of my relatives that had passed that i, I just didn't have closure because i hadn't gone to the funerals so i did my own work around that and that was very helpful but it, it's really it was very important for me to understand kind of what was happening in the brain neurologically and that that some of this stuff wasn't my own and uh, what was mine and what was theirs and, and, and kind of how to work with all of it. And most of it, I, I have to say that the most effective, and I, I imagine you've had this experience as well, the most healing thing is to just stay in the present moment and allow whatever we're feeling. Mm. Because it's honest and it's what we're feeling. And if we're going to have a fight with it, then this is going to get bigger. Yeah, that's right. Anytime you're going to push something away, you, it's... <laughs> Good luck with that. Zach, <laughs> you're going to deal with it sometime. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it is a little bit like the monster in the closet. It's much better to deal with it the first time it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that is yeah. the monster in the closet. That's it's, yeah. it's an actual monster. <laughs> yeah. It's an actual yeah. monster, right? Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. So that is all really interesting. So tell me, in the work that you do, how does that happen? Do you end up doing a specific process? Is it individualized? Is it something that people do at home? Do they do it with you? How does it work? That's a great question. So ancestral clearing is a trademark process uh, registered and trademarked by John Newton of Health Beyond Belief. Um, he's the one person on the planet that teaches it. Uh, it was uh, his process was pioneered by Howard Wills. Uh, you can get a hold of Howard. He's in Hawaii at howardwills.com. Um, Howard uh, does a little bit different work than John, but they're 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 linked. 
And um, anyway, so I'm I'm a practitioner. I've taken John's training, and and I and I I do that for eleven. Been doing it for over eight years now. Every day, somewhere on the planet with somebody. I do it over Zoom, uh, virtually. I do it in person uh, for uh, individuals, and I do it. I do it over the phone. I've even done it over text, and, oh, and wow. I do it. I do it live, uh, live in person for individuals and and in groups, as well in groups virtually or in groups uh, live. Wow! So very versatile. You can do this. So anybody who wants to contact you, really doesn't matter where they are on the planet, as long as there's some way for you to communicate with one another. That's right. Yeah. And to find that link, right? Find that quantum link, right? So there's five techniques. I'll share one of them with you today. Great. We because it, it's it's a, this this format is conducive to that. We need a couple things. Uh, I, so I'm not I'm not, I don't call myself a healer. I put my fingers up in quotes. Like I don't call myself a healer. I do call myself a health facilitator. So I'm facilitating you in your healing journey. Mm. Right. Mm. What we're really doing in ancestral clearing is we're calling in source energy creator energy, whatever it is, the, the thing that made all of this that we're in, whatever you call that, there's many names for that. We're calling that in and that does the work. All I'm doing is kind of focusing uh, the work and, 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 and but, but whoever's, you know, you asked for this. So the creator comes in and, and, and is connected in to you and then all the listeners because this works in past, present, and future. Wow. Okay, great. Everyone on the replay will get, when I go through the clearing piece, we'll, they'll, they'll feel the effect of it. Mm. Again, in the quantum world, in the present moment, we can access past, present, and future. Right. No time, no space, right? That's right. So it, it, it's, it's, it's very sweet. What's very helpful is for the person that's receiving the clearing to be, and the practitioner, me, and this is you and me and the listeners, to stay present so that we stay in the present moment. We're not time tripping. What, what do I have to do in five minutes? Or I just did what? You know, no, we're going to stay right here in the present moment. And then it's easier for us to receive. And then we, we um, about 80% of the 75, 80% of the practice is what we call forgiveness. And it's it, not necessarily the forgiveness that everybody thinks it is. It means to offer up. So if if I have difficulty forgiving, as we use the grief experience, for example, so-and-so died and left me with all this stuff to clean up after them. That's actually something that people get upset about, right? They can get a resentment around that. So in this situation, we would take that and we would offer that up to source. Please help me release this burden, this resentment that I'm carrying around this person because they left me with all this stuff to clean up after them. For instance, as an example, there's lots of other examples we could use. That's just one I picked out of the thin air. Right. So um, we're offering up this stuff to higher power to please help us uh, release the burden of it. So that's kind of kind of the what we're doing, but I'd love to give you an experience of it because you're actually asking me a question akin to, what is it like to eat chocolate to somebody that hasn't had a chocolate experience? <laughs> yes, of course, I love that, and and I think that experience, you know, one of the things that's really important in this podcast for me to be able to to kind of bring to people is 
that idea that, you know, uh, talking about stuff isn't the same as going through it, right? And so going through it and then calling on those times that you've learned something or you've talked about something. Yes, you call on those times, but they are not the same as the doing. So um, to really do this work is really amazing. So thank you so much. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. This is great. Okay. I love that you said that. The the other thing about this is we're we're actually nobody has anything to do. All we have to do is be. I'll be doing something, but no no one else has to do anything. Very Just good. Be in the I know how to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the thing that we know how to do the best, right? Doing nothing. Yeah, right? that's great. So this is a this is a an ancestral clearing for grief, longing, and letting go. Creator, Divine Spirit, Great Mother, Father, we know you by so many names, but you are one in all of them. For all that you are, we thank you for always being here for us. We love you. Thank you for your constant, ever-present love. We ask for us and all of our ancestors and all their relations through all time, space, dimension, and all realms. For those times we lost loved ones through sickness, war, storms of any kind, be they from Mother Earth or from her creatures, and from all the powerlessness and grief we felt arise from and around it. For our sense of our loss in, of connection to them and the great longing that came with it. For all that we felt and carried around this, and it's a reminder to us of all that we felt we lacked. Please help us all to forgive one another and forgive ourselves. Please and thank you for the longing set deep inside of our distant memories and the sadness we hold around how we can never go back to past, times of past joy. Please help us all to release the burden we carry around this. Help us all to be present and see the richness and blessing of what is here and now for us. Please help us release and forgive and clear any burden we have around anyone who's past Help us release ourselves. Help us release each other now and forever. Please and thank you. No matter what happened, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. And take a breath in and let it out. And just notice how that feels in the body. That was wonderful. Now, what's interesting for me is that I really felt that in my abdomen. I really could feel that in what we traditionally call the second and third centers of the energy centers of the body, right? That's very interesting. So I think uh, a lot, a lot, I didn't, I couldn't tell you what words you actually said, right? Cause I was just kind of in the stream of them, but, um, but I feel like there was a lot around duty and uh, longing and all of those things kind of live in this, in this lower part of our bodies in the abdomen, lower abdomen, upper and lower abdomen. It can be womb experiences. It can include womb experiences, um, uh, children that were lost uh, in any way. Um, and uh, children that felt uh, they weren't wanted, that included uh, all the letdown in that. And, and also um, uh, the grief experience at this level that we're talking about is really very difficult to digest. So we'll find that uh, in the gut that it's that it's down and you know below the the rib cage that we, we feel it there 
solar plexus that can keep us from standing in our power, right? All these things really, they really knock the life out of us. We get a, we get a direct hit to the solar plexus when someone dies that we feel really connected to. And we're like, we want that, you know, I just want to be able to hug them again. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that what you're talking about uh, for me really resonates with the idea of that you talked a lot about release, right? So that releasing as a way of, of a way, a pathway of finding our spark again, right? So a literal way, right? Because you can't find that inner wonder, that inner joy, real joy, childlike joy, right? Until you, you sweep, right? You got to clean the place up a little bit. And so I love this idea that you're not just clearing your own current activity that's happened in your life, but that anything that you've come into the world with and you felt like, you know, I had someone say to me one time, uh, I just came like this. I, I'm just angry and I've been angry since I came out of the womb and I don't know why, but I'm angry. And that, you know, that seems like this is really addressing those sort of underlying uh, character traits that may not be serving us, that we may be saying to ourselves, I wish I could, I could make this shift, but I don't know how to make this shift. And, and this is really a way, isn't it? This is absolutely a way. Now I, I happen to, um, I really love ancestor clearing because it, it serves us in this way. I'm also a yoga teacher. Yoga will also help you release uh, kind of un the unnecessary negativity. It just does it in a different way. And, and, you know, you do physical asana, you can do chanting, but it's bringing in both of these practices are bringing in sound energy. They're bringing in vibrational energy. So they're, they're the same in that way. They've, they're, they're bringing in uh, vibrational energy to help shift things, move things. Um, uh, John uh, Newton, the ancestor clearing teacher from Health Beyond Believe, he likes to say we actually switch frequencies. We come in at a certain frequency, we, we do this work. Now we're at a different frequency. We're a different person. <laughs> like you say, grief uh, is transformational. Ancestral clearing is also a transformational process. And you've felt it already. Yeah. yeah. Now, some people might feel it in their heart. They might feel a, an opening because in the grief experience, we tend to close the heart. It's also held in, in, the, in the lung. So uh, that can, um, when we kind of, when we, when we bring our shoulders forward and we, we're, we're kind of collapsed over the heart, we can't breathe and we're protecting our heart and we can't breathe. We can't get a, a proper a breath of air in uh, properly. So that's just why we bring in the yoga piece. If you can breathe, that can help clear out a lot of issues that are stuck in the tissues. So they're, they're both very useful for this. Nice. Yeah. Really great. Really great. So Elizabeth, tell us, uh, you have a program called Ancestral Clearing Prayers, and I know we'll link it in the description below, but do you want to tell us about that a little bit? Sure. It's an online booklet of 10 prayers. It's an ebook. And I do have them. Uh, I do have the booklets printed. If anybody wants a copy from me, they can get that for a little postage. Just email me. But you can get the Ancestor online version uh, for free. And there's 10 Ancestor Clearing Prayers that cover all kinds of situation. There's a um, one for letting go, and there's others for 
uh, abundance and there's clearings for all kinds of uh, different uh, experiences and there's 10 of them and it, it's free. So I hope everyone tries it out and see how it, you know, they're, they're very powerful. They're all encoded very specifically uh, vibrationally and Wonderful. Uh, well, you felt it. Uh, and, and if anyone's heard this and listened to the, the clearing that we did, um, you'll you'll already have had experience and you can get 10 more of those. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's really wonderful. And it really calls in the power of of words. Right. So, I mean, we're not we don't have time to get into this today, but, you know, keep in mind as you're listening to this, that our words have power that have been carried forward we call it meaning right we normally just say oh that word means this but in fact we've given that word that power so as elizabeth was speaking over us those beautiful words those words get to call in that energy that has been put into them over the years as well so they really are very powerful so when you're reading elizabeth's work really tune in to the idea and allow that power to come come into your life because i think that we can have transformational experiences in so many different ways i mean this is one of the big messages i really would like the world to know about is that there are so many ways that we can get from where we are to where we want to be that we should be making choices that we enjoy as opposed to, I have to do it, right? I have to go to that class. I have to, because if I don't, then I then this will happen and that will happen. But in fact, you have so many ways to get there that you can really enjoy it. So I'm so excited that we have this beautiful booklet and uh, and this beautiful prayer that you said over us today. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Great. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I, I'm I'm excited to be able to be in front of your audience and excited to share your, your podcast with my audience too. So thank you for being here today. And that's it for today. See you next time. <laughs>